welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, Ben Slowey. And joining me this evening, got a very, very special guest. Um, she and I go way back, like eight years, maybe. Um, she and I met through BBYO in high school, uh, the Jewish youth group. And um, she is currently in grad school at the Middlebury Institute of International Studies in Monterey, California. Um, she has uh, done a lot of really cool things uh, around the world uh, ever since I've been friends with her. And I'm excited to talk to her a little bit about what she does and why she does it. So thank you for joining me tonight, Sophie. And um, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, happy that it's Thursday and only one more day of classes this week. So I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm glad. What What did you do today? Oh, today, like a like a blow by blow of what I did. Yeah, give me the play by play. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I woke up at seven this morning. And I did yoga in the living room with my roommate, Diane. And then I had class at eight. I had, which is like my favorite class. It's a class on environmental conflict management. And today we were talking about land disputes, specifically like mining disputes um, and food riots, which was really interesting. And then I had an hour break, and then I had two hours of Arabic. Um, I'm doing Arabic with my, with my master's degree, which is very difficult, but very fun. Um, and then I had a career management class, and then I had leftovers for lunch. Then my roommates and I went to Costco to get some stuff for the house and for this weekend. Then I had my econ class, and then I made dinner for my roommates. Wow. And now I'm talking to you. Yeah. Damn. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed whatsoever. No. no. <laughs> uh, well, Nothing has what, changed. What was for dinner? I made... Um, sweet potato fries and black bean burgers oh. and I cut up my black bean burger and I like put it over a salad it was really, really good oh damn that sounds fire I want me some of that it was really fire I've been doing a lot of cooking I cook pretty much every night for myself and for my, my two roommates which is fun then they do the dishes <laughs> and to me it's the best of both because I like getting to decide what's for dinner and I like cooking but I don't like cleaning so this way I can kind of make whatever I want and then when it's done I don't have to worry about it that's a good deal yeah I I've been cooking a lot more um during quarantine also um it's my first time living alone so like I kind of had to like force myself to like really like get in the habit of cooking at least one meal every day. Um, 
it's it requires like way more creativity than is usually possible to muster up in in a reasonable time frame like it's hard to decide at least two times a day like what to make and then like actually go through with it yeah and do the dishes for it <laughs> yeah uh so sophie you're in california right now before we get into like much of like your work and what you're doing and everything so uh we talked a little bit about it before we started recording um right now the wildfires are blazing in california um as a result of a botched gender reveal party is uh what the sources are saying uh what like what's going on out there well okay so it's definitely like uh it's it's interesting so like the fire like fires started out here like maybe three weeks ago and there were a lot of fires those fires were actually really close to me i was surrounded kind of on two sides by the salinas fire and the carmel valley fire um and i like there was a really good chance at that point that we would like be evacuated and like we'd have to leave and so like at that point and also like no one really had i mean people knew that there were fires but i don't think there was the the same kind of public perception of the fires and so like that was a time where I actually was more at risk and I was actually pretty at risk and like not even my parents like really registered that like the fires were so close to me um and now like people that I don't talk to as frequently will like text me and be like how are you doing with the fires I was like well I wasn't that great three weeks ago but like I'm mostly fine now it's just like I mean it's super depressing out I mean like I'm just like looking out my window right now and it's really dark and I can't see like more than like a block out my window um it's super it's also super foggy here all the time so it's hard to tell what's the smoke and what's the fog um but I mean yeah it's crazy that they've gotten so out of hand it like looked like things were really getting better and then these fires started up again. But I know that the initial fires were started, I think more by like failures in the electric grid and the like extreme heat. Um, so it, I don't wanna be like it's old news because it's very serious and happening now, but like it's been serious and it's been happening. Um, so I guess it's just like, is this what it took? Like it getting so bad for people to like realize what was happening, so. That's my, that's my take. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that you kind of hit it spot on how, like, it often is, like, a frequent issue, like, in that part of the country, like, the wildfires, because I know it's, I mean, they were happening, like, earlier this year, too, but now, um, but now it's, like, kind of come back in the wave of like being a national headline and um yeah i mean it, it is i can't imagine how horrifying that is to sort of be like in the like the zone at risk there um i know that people have been sharing like those pictures of like the orange and like red sky did anything like that happen near you um it was pretty yellow it's been pretty like yellow out out here, I was driving out to like Moss Landing, which is like 
maybe 20 minutes away, like last night for dinner. And it just like felt like we were driving into the apocalypse. And I was like, just going out like on a date for dinner. Like it wasn't like it was a normal Wednesday night. And like, it was still felt like the apocalypse. So it was just, it was like such a weird sensation of like, we're driving into like a gray abyss to like go to dinner and it was just I don't know like what what point do you like say oh I'm gonna like keep living my life and like we weren't in we're not like in any danger the the air quality is worse today but it was like mostly fine yesterday um so like how how do you like perceive the new normal like is the sky <laughs> color normal? And also it's 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 weird because like, there's always like, like the sky usually looks weird here just because of the like constant fog over the peninsula. Um, so, I don't know, it's, a we it's weird. <laughs> yeah, damn. Well, obviously we can only hope that like the fires become contained swiftly, but um, I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay safe. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, well, anyway, uh, Sophie, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion, and creativity. And, um, yeah, do you remember, uh, do you remember the uh, uh, event that we met at? I do. Um, I'm trying to think if I remember the exact event. I'm sure it was some, was it a convention? Uh, no, it wasn't. I don't remember what it was. I remember, I remember, like, what part it was like in the fall but i don't remember what it was actually it was it was um the end of the year like paint party of my sophomore year and your freshman year at the buffalo grove jcc yeah that checks that checks. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I don't, that like whole freshman year, it was like the end of my freshman year of high school, like end of freshman year, like beginning of sophomore, it's all like a little, um, yeah, that, that was a, I don't remember much of that event, but, um, I'm sure it was a, a right old blast, a la, yeah. a la BBYO times. Right, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, it was eight years ago, so, you know, it gets, it all kind of... That's a long time. I know, what the fuck? You're, and we're still here. It's kind of wild. It is wild. Yeah. Then, um, then you, like, left for uh, Israel for, like a, like, a semester, and I didn't see you for the longest time, and then... We like reconnected and we would just kind of like hang out sporadically. Like we would, um, we just like got along really well, always had good conversations about things. It kind of start, sort of, it's almost like we struck a deal where like I would drive down to you or you would drive down to me, like back and forth across Chicago because you were from Evanston. Um, yeah, you were, like, one of the only people from BBYO that, like, I regularly kept in touch with. Uh, so, I know, so you went to Northwestern, 
you, you didn't go too far from where you grew up. What was your um, degree in, at Northwestern? I got, my major was political science, and then I double minored in sociology and environmental policy. Then I got a certificate through Northwestern Center for Leadership. So that was like four little fields of study, which was fun. Liked it. There's probably a lot of credits every semester, huh? Um, it was a lot of credits every quarter. Northwestern's on the quarterly system, which definitely allows to, for pulling off a bit more um, in a shorter period of time, which, it, which, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot you went by quarters. Um, so what kind of like, um, I guess we can start there. Like, what did you kind of, uh, how did you sort of get interested in things like environmental policy and political science, like growing up? Like, did you, where did the, the interest kind of spark for you? Um, I have no idea. I really couldn't tell you. I just, I knew for a long, for a long time. One time I really wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer so much that I took the LSAT, I guess now almost a year ago, or a little over a year ago. Um, and I was like, I, I don't even remember who I asked, but I was like, what do I study in undergrad if I want to go to law school? And someone told me political science. And so I took a a political science class fall quarter of my freshman year. And I didn't like it, but one of my biggest strengths and faults all at the same time is I cannot quit anything. Um, so I just kept taking political science classes and was a political science major. And then every time I took something interesting for like the first little bit of school, um, I would just like tack that on. So I was really interested in environmental policy. So. Oh, I added that as a minor and um, sociology like I was able to take a lot of really interesting classes that like all kind of like fit into a sociology minor and so I did that as well and instead of going to law school I'm getting my master's in international environmental policy so that one won out in the end damn yeah well wow. so I, I, I remember when you were like you wanted to go into law when you were like when we were in high school like was that kind of like what you saw yourself doing like from a young age yeah I think I like thought that it would be the most effective way to like get things done but I no longer think that I think that policy is a more useful tool in like making change um law is like really working with an existing system and policy is changing that system and I want to do the changing not the like just repeat the same thing over and over again in the same system hmm. that's funny you say that because my sister's actually like she went through a similar journey but in like the healthcare field yeah yeah, yeah, it just like depends on you need you need all the pieces. Like you can't you can't do just just one. But I guess you have to like figure out where, where your strengths lie. 
I and like how to best like play to your ranks. And so I think that this is at least the way for now, <laughs> at least for the next two years and then and then we'll see. Yeah, totally. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Um so between um so you were between um undergrad and grad school, you were in the Peace Corps, right? was in the Peace Corps. Yeah, I served in the Peace Corps in Senegal in West Africa for six months. I was supposed to be there for 27 months. Um, but in March of this year, Peace Corps pulled all 7,000 volunteers worldwide because of coronavirus. Um, and so I didn't get to finish my service, which is, well, my service is finished, but um, I didn't get to serve my full, my full 27 months, which is definitely um, a really big, really big bummer. Um, I miss it a lot, but um, really unclear, like, when that's going to be, like, up and running to a capacity where it would, like, still be beneficial um so so here we are yeah um well that's unfortunate but you know like it is for everybody like coronavirus i mean i think it caught everyone off guard to some extent um so i feel that um what was like what kind of work were you doing when you were out there was an agriculture volunteer. I was living in a village of 200 people in like the far south of Senegal. So Senegal is like a, a like backward sea and then there's country like right in the middle. The Gambia is like right here and I so I lived like under the Gambia in like the middle of the country in a region called Kolda um, and I lived in this small village and like 12 kilometers away from Guinea so I was like really like close to the border and I was working in subsistence agriculture so that means that the people that I was working with like completely relied on farming for like all of their dietary and financial needs so they grew their crops and they ate what they grew and the only money that they pretty much made was from selling their crops they grew. So um, super like important agricultural society and or agricultural village. Um, and most of the time that I was there, unfortunately, I wasn't like doing anything super productive um, in terms of like Western standards of productivity. Like that was like my time that I was like integrating in the community like meeting people like developing relationships so that I could start doing projects that people would, like know who I am they would come to me like we would be able to work together um so I had a lot of ideas of things I was going to start I was like starting to figure out who my work partners were going to be so it was all still really important stuff um but I wasn't able to uh, get like actually started on any of the projects that I was planning to do which was a big bummer what was like an example of a project that you didn't get to do that you really wanted to out there? Um, I 
I was gonna help. So my village had this big women's garden that like was really wonderful and like ran really well. They produced a lot of vegetables. Um, but the village, there was a village like t three kilometers away that like didn't have any like well, they didn't have any like place to do a garden of that nature, like even like smaller scale at all. And I was there like two weeks before I left and um, I like found a woman who was like really excited and like really passionate about working on this project and was like, we want a garden and like, please help us. And so I was like ready this project with her and I was, um, in the beginning stages of like talking to people about, uh, I was gonna write a grant for it to like finance the well and to finance like the fencing and the seeds and everything we needed to do. Um, so I was like about to start writing this grant and I didn't, I like had to leave very fast. So I didn't have a chance to like tell this woman that I was leaving. Um, so I like sent, I told my dad, like my host dad there like, please go find her, please tell her that, like, I had to leave, and that I'm so sorry, and, like, I, like, think about her every day, every other day, like, and, like, how much I wanted to start this garden, like, to help this whole village, but, like, to help her, and, like, I was just really excited to work with her, um, so I'm really bummed that didn't work out, but I also, um, everyone who had, like, open grants when we got evacuated, like, had to close their grants and give back the money that they hadn't spent, so even if I had been, like, halfway through the project, like, it wouldn't have gotten finished, and I think that might have also been, like, harder to be, like, close to getting it and, like, not be able for them to have it, so, so that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry that, you know, you're about to manifest that, and it kind of fell through like that had to be really hard um yeah, yeah. um Good, but yeah yeah it was definitely tough yeah so what happened once you had to come home uh like in one in what way i came home <laughs> well kind of just like um, when you came home were you just sort of like i mean it's kind of just like what now you know like how did you kind of go from there I got home and like within three weeks got accepted into grad school. So I like got home, I decided what I wanted to do. I like hustled and got my application in really fast. I heard back quickly and then I just like was able to mostly hang out until I moved out here and started school because I knew what I was going to do. I knew what I was going to do next. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad it, that you were able to pick up the pieces so fast. Um, you know me. I'm the comeback queen. I got this. I had totally been known that. Hell yeah. Um, so um, how long have you uh, been in California now? I've been out here for just over a month, like five weeks kind of a basic question but do you like it so far out there besides everything that's going on yeah. environmentally yeah I really like it um most days like right after class I like down to the beach which is like three minutes away and like go for a walk on the beach and it's really 
absolutely gorgeous. And I get all my produce from a farm stand like 15 minutes away in Salinas, which is awesome. And it's just like really beautiful. And I like it a lot. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Um, I, um, I do, I was planning on visiting, like, going to California for the first time this year, because, like, I've always wanted to, like, see if, like, I would, like, see myself there one day, maybe, I don't know, but I was planning on going, obviously, it didn't happen this year, but next year, I definitely plan on visiting California, so when I'm there. When you do come, roll through, roll through Monterey. I absolutely will, and we're going to make, we'll all have to try some of your black bean burger and sweet potato fries. Uh, I'll cook something, I'll cook something more fun than black bean burgers. I don't know, I like burgers, but that's okay, I trust you. I, I, I know you're a great host, I know you're a great host. Thank you, I do my best. I know you do. So, um, so I guess like what, um, what is your program looking like so far? I mean, I know that you're not that far into it right now, but like, what does your work look like? It's awesome. I mean, like every, all my classes are are really interesting and like all really focused on like what, like helping us figure out like exactly what we want to do with this degree and like all of the assignments are also really practical. So like everything I'm writing, like would be something I would submit as a writing sample. And like, we always have like the opportunity to like gear it towards what we're interested in. And so it's just like a really so far, like been a really valuable experience. And like, even the classes that are like, not something I would have necessarily like chosen, like I am not great at math, but, like, I still really enjoy my econ class and, like, feel like it's really useful and, like, not, is, like, meant to help us and, like, it's just, I don't know, it's really rewarding and I, it's also very, like, this school is very, very career focused, so it's a pre-professional graduate program Um, and so, like, even in my first semester, like, they're like hard pushing career management services. And like, I like, it's just like, I don't know. They're, everyone's trying to always like connect you with people that you can work for or volunteer for. And so it's just, I don't know. I just think it's like a very worthwhile and um, like, I think it's like adding a lot of value to like my previous experiences by like, kind of bringing things together and adding like more knowledge and skills and um helping me figure out like exactly what is what I want to do so it's good amazing love to hear that um yeah so is there like so I know you mentioned earlier that you're you know, you're interested in international, like, environmental policy. I know it's kind of a broad question, but, like, what do you hope you can help change? Um, I mean, what do you, like, what? No, I know what you're- yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I I don't want to ask too vague of a question, because I know you just said you don't, you want, you're no, no, still it's, figuring it's it out. Vague. No, it's not vague. I am really interested 
in agriculture policy and the impact of agriculture policy on like international relations. So right now I'm like working on a like policy assessment of like international food aid. So like the negative impacts of how like countries like Canada's, Canada does it a lot. Um, Canada and the US like dumping like food as aid into different um, like countries in the global south and they like give it to like leaders and then the leaders can either like sell it or distribute it so it's not I don't think it's like a, the most reliable form of aid especially if the country um, doesn't have like a equitable system of distribution so I'm really interested in like the like food and conflict and how those two things intersect. And then I'm also very interested in Middle Eastern politics, and that's why I'm learning Arabic. And, um, but would also love to go back to West Africa. Um, we would love to live in Senegal again. That would be, that would be awesome. Dakar is one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. Mm. Um, and it's just awesome. Totally. Yeah. Um, I have heard Arabic is really, really hard to learn. It is. It is hard. But it's cool. Arabic's cool. I'm, I'm learning modern standard right now, so, um, which is, like, useful, but, like, not useful, so um, I have to, like, learn dialect on top of that. So still lots of options about how that could all shake out, but, but it's been good. Yeah, totally. Um, what about um, Middle Eastern politics? like in, interests you that you want to work in or like be involved in? Um, I'm really interested in how climate change will impact like existing conflict in the Middle East, like freshwater conflict, agriculture conflict, like different resources and like how that will either force more cooperation or worsen different conflicts. Yeah, definitely has the potential of like, you know, especially with like the influence of like imperialism like that that is a very real conversation to have about how that yeah cl climate change becomes directly political at that point what do you hope uh changes domestically it like within our within like the u.s in terms of like environmental policy like what do you hope to see and then hopefully in the next uh you know 10 years or um, so. I, I mean, everything needs to change. I think depends on, like, what your priorities are. There's, like, and there's downfalls with everything. Like, I was just talking about today in my conflict management class, like, even as we switch to, like, solar energy or, like, electric vehicles that require mining of cobalt, and the biggest reserve of cobalt in the world is in the Congo. And the mining of cobalt in the Congo is not carefully regulated and it like leads to more conflict. So there's no, like you can't have a perfect solution is the problem. So you gotta like come at it from all sides all at once. So there's so many sides and like a lot of it is like very tied in with like climate justice is environmental justice is racial justice is like it, there, it's just all tied in together and like I have my own personal things that I'm like interested in and like knowledge 
knowledgeable about and like see as priority. I think the way that we subsidize different kinds of agriculture, industrial agriculture versus organic agriculture and like greenwashing and like how we label things. I think like there's so many things that need to like change like both slowly and all at once that it's a little hard to be like, I think that this one thing will change it. I think you gotta like come at it from all sides. I think the US needs to sign on to the Paris Agreement. I think that they need to redo the budget. They think that there's so many things that like, that I don't think will, will happen or won't happen quickly just because of the money and politics involved. Like I don't, I don't know. So that's a big what's, question. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, what, what's, um, um, what's greenwashing? You said that word, what does that mean? Um, that's when you like, mm, like make your products seem green. So for example, you're at the store, you're buying sugar and there's two bags of sugar right next to each other. And one of them is like in, it doesn't have to be a green packaging, but it says like locally sourced, like sugar, like doesn't, doesn't do anything bad to animals. You're like, sugar doesn't do anything bad to animals. Like, it's just like how you advertise things. And so people can make like more money from like putting on their packaging that they're like environmentally friendly. And there's not really like very many certifications that actually do that. So you can like make your product seem really environmentally friendly and that'll make people buy it and potentially even like buy more of something that they don't need more of because they think it's the environmentally friendly option even though like reducing your consumption and recycling what you already have is the environmentally friendly option. So that's like a little summary of watching. I see. So it's kind of like misleading the consumer into purchasing something that they're led to believe that is just a lot more sustainable than it actually is. It's to make is. the consumer it's yeah it's to trick the consumer into thinking they're doing something that's good for the environment even if it's really just a consumption yeah which it usually is <clears throat> yeah that makes total sense um i mean they say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism you got it oh yes um the last thing I guess I really have to ask you is uh, what, um, you know, what's like a personal goal you have by like, I mean, we have three more months of 2020 slowly trekking through it. Uh, what's a personal goal you have? Um, you know, I, I, I like in theory like that question, but I'm not really a like short term goal person. I'm more of like a long term life change person so I like don't really incorporate anything into my life that I don't think I can like keep doing forever basically um nor do I think that there's anything that I could do between now and the end of the year that would like that I'm already like not already doing or like I couldn't already be doing in a more sustainable way so my goal over the rest of the year is to just like keep doing what I'm doing and not burn out and yeah, just like keep putting in, keep putting in effort. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry if that's not a good answer, but 
that's not like quite how I think in terms of like by the end of 2020 I want to do this also this year is so unpredictable I would like be laughing at myself if I, I was making any type of like most goals I think wouldn't be feasible and I like making feasible smart goals you know like um I forgot what smart stands for but like effective and like complete completable goals yeah um sorry I don't remember what the the acronym for smart oh like time I don't remember it's not important but yeah that's, no I, I know what you I know what you're saying <laughs> I get what you're saying um how um how long is your program Two. Okay. Um, well, I always like come out of whenever you and I like catch up and talk, you know, I always come out of it being like, wow, I, Sophie just like told me about some really, uh, um, like important shit that more people should care about. Uh, so, um, no, so I, I, I'm glad you know, I'm, I, as always, like, I'm really, like, happy for you, like, you know, just always chasing after uh, what you want, and always, like, doing what you say you're gonna do, and uh, I think it's just awesome that you want to go into policy change, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, if you can't change the system itself, you have to change things from, like, the ground up, um, so, yeah, um, I, I wish you the best of luck uh, in uh, your some in your program, and um, yeah, I'll definitely come see you once I'm in California. Sounds awesome. Well, you're the best, and this was so fun. And I'm glad you. Yeah. For, thanks for having me. Of course, as always. Um, so before we close out, I so I ask everyone the same two questions on the way out. First. Sophie, what keeps you up at night? Uh, very little. I'm very sleepy, and I love melatonin. Well, that kind of answers the second question, is what puts you to sleep? Good answer. Uh, melatonin, and I'm sleepy. Damn. So do you have, like, a bedtime? Like, do you go to bed at, like, a fixed time? No, it's not. It's not, but I usually take melatonin and, and I have a, a play, like a like Spotify playlist that I do, um, called just add melatonin. And that's, that's, that's what does the trick. It's called because I made the, it, it's my playlist. It's not like someone else came up with it. And I thought, I know I'm funny. That's, that's what I'm trying to say is I am funny because I came up with that, but, um, it's not that funny, but that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's how it goes down. What's, <laughs> um, what's on, what's on your playlist? Uh, um, bops, bops and jams only. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's, I'm not trying to follow this listening to something that doesn't bop or jam. What are you talking about? But I feel like bops and jam. Bops and jams are more like what gets you going, you know. You're questioning me now. Now's when you're questioning me. Yeah. This is a personal. This is a personal choice that I'm making. Um, and. I mean, hey, you can you can. That's why you also need the melatonin. 
you can keep your bops and jams. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is usually bops and jams are what like get me going. You know, like I like to, you know, it's all about like uh, what if everyone's into like the lo-fi beats these days. That's what like people uh, tune down to. I fall asleep to the white noise made by my AC unit. So whatever works. Exactly. Thank you so much, Sophie, for being on the show. Um, and I appreciate, Thank you. yeah, I appreciate you talking uh, about environmental policy and, uh, yeah, just um, some big picture shit. Um, I hope that these can become uh, expanded conversations with people, just like both domestically and worldwide. So, um, for everyone watching, um, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Hope you learned something, and we'll see you next time.